Today, I'd like to offer you a very simple but practical thought on what it means to love and therefore to live out this command we just heard from the Lord Jesus to love one another as I have loved you, his new commandment. And let me start by um, noting kind of two opposite mistakes we can make about love. One is to think that love is just an emotion, a feeling. And it's not. It's, it's more than that. It's, in a sense, something different to that. That if love was an emotion, you couldn't have it for your enemies. And yet Jesus tells us to love our enemies. So love isn't just an emotion. It's something we have to have even when the emotion isn't there. So moral theology distinguishes between affective love, which is in the emotions, and effective love in our deeds. And it's something in our deeds that this command is concerned with. But there's kind of an opposite common mistake that gets so focused on deeds that it reduces love. And this is, I think, particularly common with those of us maybe who are kind of trying to do better, um, that we can reduce love to a list of errands, a checklist. I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to wash the baby, feed the baby. That, that, that love is reduced to a list of tasks. And it's not that either. Well, I want to put to you the definition of love that's given to us in the modern catechism, which draws in turn from St. Thomas Aquinas in the medieval period, and he takes it from the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle. So it's a very simple definition, and it goes like this. To love is to will the good of another. To love is to will the good of another. Well, what does that mean? It means that I look at another person, I see in that person some good that they don't have, but that they'd be better if they did have, and I will that to them in some deed on my part. So, for example, I might see somebody lonely, and I see that the good of companionship they don't have, and so I will that to them by sitting and listening to them. And if I have a nice feeling, a nice emotion that goes with that deed, well, that helps, and that shows that there's within me an integration of my passions and my deeds, which is good. But love in itself is an act of the will, something we choose to do for others. Now, the main point I want to make is that this notion of love, this definition of love, involves something else. It involves looking at the other person. It involves looking at that person in front of me and seeing something that they need looking at that person and seeing some good that I can give them, some good that they need. Not going out there and being busy with all the things that are on my agenda and throwing this at that person, throwing that at that person. No, that this definition of love starts by looking at another and seeing what they need, what good they need, and willing that to them. So that the difference between loving someone 
and just fulfilling a task is this orientation to the other as a person and seeing them as a person in need of this good that I can give them. Now you might think in everything I've just said, I've just been stating the obvious. Um, And in a sense, many a good sermon hopefully does state or restate the obvious. But I'm wanting to state it in order to help us purify and deepen our love, to bring a new focus to our love, a new focus to our deeds, a, a better, clearer intention, so that maybe the same things I was already doing before, but I do them with a better focus, a, a clearer focus on the other person, what they need, and willing them that thing. Now let me close by pointing out another obvious point, that love involves sacrifice. So when the bishop was here a couple of weeks ago, he was quoting Therese of Lisieux. One of her refrains was that the language of love is sacrifice. That if I'm going to look at somebody else and be focused on what they need and what good I can give them, then I'm not focused on myself. And that, therefore, is a sacrifice. Now, that focusing on other people, when I do it with love in my heart, does bring a joy to me that to be self-absorbed brings sadness, whereas that outward orientation lifts the soul, brings joy to the soul. But it is a sacrifice to think of others, not ourselves. And nobody shows us this clearly, more clearly, than the Lord Jesus, who died on the cross for us. Who looked at us from heaven and saw what we need, the good of eternal life, and willed that to us. Who left the glory and happiness of heaven. Who lived on earth in poverty. Who suffered and died on the cross and did all this in sacrifice, thinking of our needs, not his own. So let's do as he did. Let's look at the needs of others, not our own. Let's see what need, what good others need, and how we can will that to them in effective deeds, so that we might therefore love one another, just as I have loved you.